Falche, welcome, bienvenue, willkommen. How are you? Big kick off here. 96.4 FM. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Now. I didn't Not you out there, people, <laughs> or you, that one person. I forgot to plug it in. Ah, well, there you go. Just listen, isn't that always the problem? That's it. Yeah, well, yep. <laughs> Just a very quick one, right? <laughs> the innocence of youth way back when, well, nowadays they know everything too soon. There was a joke at a meeting I was in the other day, and one of the lads was talking. He was with his kind of son, maybe watching my left foot over the Christmas. Yeah. And about, let's just say, sex education. And they were explaining it in my left foot. You put your thing in her thing for 30 minutes, and then you get a baby. <laughs> and if you leave it in for an hour, you get twins. <laughs> oh, and I was like, most of us who would have watched that at that age probably would have thought that's how it was done, because that's how innocent we'd be. Well, apparently his son was looking at it going, yeah, I know, that's not how it works. <laughs> and he's probably nine or something. So what's it for five minutes? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying, but we'll leave it at that. Anyway. 96.4 FM, this is the big kickoff. Yes, it's not Dr. Roots hour. Uh, I sound really clear tonight. I don't know, what's, has, this, has the sound changed? Has, have they been playing with it this week? No, just me. Just me, am I that good, am I? Anyway, plenty coming on, but yep. we have a guest coming up after our first song, and who is that? We do, we have Eric Murray from The Mixer. It's a podcast for grassroots in the football mixer. in Ireland. And I suppose then we'll, we'll It's quite young, isn't it? It's, it's only yeah. a couple of months ago, but it's really kind of shut up, because it's it's a, certainly a gap in the market. So it's interesting to see yeah, the there, idea there and where it came one, from. There is another one, isn't there? The Leinster Senior League, I think, have one as well. But yeah. this is... Well, but a great idea we no doubt he'll it. explain we listened to it we had a yeah. listen and, and it was a bit it. of a mental health twist which I'm very interested to see where is that come from or whatever else yeah. so he's coming up after our first song there is we'll take a little bit of a look at the transfer window course we're still, still in off? that window uh, yes I mean see I don't care no because Liverpool don't need to buy anyone no. so. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help rambling. but be smug unfortunately <laughs> any post that any of the lads put up on WhatsApp was like yeah whatever lads and, uh, the table. we might take a little uh we're going to jump on the bandwagon here and take a little look I at... I don't like cricket. Oh, no. Plus, it's an excuse to get it, get the music yeah, back on. Music anyway, uh, we're going to go with a song now before we get Eric on from the mixer. So please do tell what it is, my man. Well, this is uh, Join Me in the Pines and Two to Fall in Love. Hello. Oi! There you go. Good luck. And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Joining us on the line is Eric Murray from the Mixer podcast, which is a podcast that gives us a closer look into grassroots football that we all love and adore. Eric, welcome to the big kickoff. How are you doing, Thanks for having me on. No problem. Listen, Eric, just go through that again. Why did you start the podcast? How did it evolve? Just for those who didn't hear. Yeah, so we, we started about two years ago. We kind of just started it because we had an interest in football, the amateur football, and mainly like across the AUL, the LFL, the UCFL. And we just thought, look, we we'll give it a go and try and put a podcast together. So I had a lot of the equipment, and Nick knew a lot of stuff about amateur football. He's a bit of a fanatic. So we put together an episode where I was kind of doing the recording side and doing a bit of research, and Nick was talking about all the results. And, Cup games and that, and it just kind of evolved that way. And that, and we started off. We were kind of focused mainly on well, just because that was what we were involved in at the time, and that was what we knew. But we started getting other people involved then across the AUL and the LSL, and now we have a good few people that contribute regularly now. But we've kind of grown in the last two years to maybe a thousand followers now on Twitter, and we have over fifteen thousand people have listened. So it's it's been grown gradually and constantly over the two years, but it's kind of it's growth we're more than happy with because we never expected it to go this well. But it's really like the interactions we're getting off clubs, like the St. Kevin's and like them kind of clubs, huge clubs. 
yeah. and they're kind of interact, interacting with us and sending us messages and stuff. And it's just nice to have that kind of interest in it. Yeah, so no. I just kind of agree with naturally. We've uh, we've listened to a few of the podcasts and uh, enjoyed them, really enjoyed them. Uh, but we're going to see how grassroots football you are, because we have a little grassroots quiz for you, put you put you on the spot. Um, and uh, Dave didn't know about this till just about when we were about to start. So it's a uh, grassroots quiz versus Dave. Cheers. Play the music, Dave. No pressure. <laughs> so. Because you're the guest, Eric, um, I want you to pick questions A or B. Oh, I'd say questions B, please. <laughs> <laughs> to get a feel for what it's about, is it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the podcast, you know, the least knowledgeable of everybody on the it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> okay, so the rules are, I'll give you four hints, so there's four questions, four hints to a Sunday league saying that you have to guess what the saying is. <laughs> so the question can be passed across to the other person if you fail to get it right. So Dave, you're going first because mm-hmm. uh, Eric said so, I suppose. Bald. Okay, Dave. Heard when late or ha- heavy tackles go in just before the aggro starts. What is the saying you would hear from Hold us? Hold on, say that again. So it's heard when late or heavy, or heavy tackle goes in just before the aggro starts. What saying do you often hear? Housey? No. Just before it kicks off. Yeah, so you've got a late tackle that's gone in, mm. and then you, you hit, there's a bit of argo just about to start, and, and, and someone's rolling around. Jesus, you can hear a lot of things. <laughs> mm. Gonna have to go to the expert. Eric, passed on to you. So just as a late tackle goes in, and just before the aggro starts. Yeah. Oh, referee, probably. Close. Hey, Start and get there. But not, not, not so. I'll give you the answer for it. Uh, some of us got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now, fair we're get, now we're getting the gist of it. Right, Eric. Often heard when a failed last-ditch tackle goes in to prevent a 1v1 with the keeper and the forward is brought down. What's the plea normally? So it's the last defender takes out the striker who's on a 1v1. Yeah. He says a failed last ditch tackle brings down a defender. Take one for the team? No, the saying. What do you normally hear the players say? Oh, I don't know. That's okay, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you're past. Take him over. No, he's already taken him over. What does the defender plea? I was going for the ball. Got the ball, referee! <laughs> oh, jeez, we're, yeah, we're salt of the earth here, we are. Okay, Dave, you're back in. Christ. Heard by managers around the country when your two centre-backs communication and heading skills are below par. Normally with a collision involved. And they clash together? Jays, you're, you're, yeah. This should be a collaboration thing because I'm lost as well. Yeah. Is Eric any better? Eric, what's your. One of you. I'll give you that. It's one of you's put your name on it. Correct! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's one all, isn't it? Okay. Did I get one? Did you not get the Oh, no, that's 2 0. Yeah, You're yeah. down. Yeah, it's, sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Eric, did I get two? You got, you got the other one. <laughs> it's a draw at the minute. It's a draw. It's a draw. <laughs> um, what a manager may plead to his players in an effort to refocus after a blatant miscarriage of justice. And that one's for me, is it? That's for you, Eric. So basically, uh, manager shouting at them when something hasn't gone right for them. Miscarriage of justice. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I have to send that one across. Dave, I can see him kind of pointing, like with two fingers on the temples, kind of like. Uh, I'll, I'll say it again. What a manager may plead to his players. Plea. So he's going. He's saying something to them. Plead. Don't take it out on them. I'm gonna have to 
play to the whistle. Okay. Still 2 0, Eric. This is why we talk about it and we're not getting involved <laughs> anymore, is that it? Okay. An opinion that may be heard loudly from one player in one team about the opposition try to try and encourage his own teammates. These are at nothing. Whoa, I'm going to give that to you. Come on, lads. These are shy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, sometimes maybe it is that simple. You are always a very polite footballer. Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, boys. <laughs> See, now you're starting to think. <laughs> Eric, okay. Often heard being shouted by a manager due to the lack of confidence of his defenders as the ball is being launched on top of them. Get so, ooh, ooh, oh, elaborate on that. There's a big ball. Launch down from, say, the goalkeeper down on top of the defence. Get rid, not too far off, but I'll give you another bite of it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dave? Clear your lines. Don't let it bounce. <laughs> oh, no! God, just have to get that one. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's actually annoying. That's so annoying. 2-1, last questions. Okay. Uh, this is for Dave. Always heard in the halftime team talk when Jason you're when you're seven nil down. <laughs> this is this is from the manager. Let's win the second half. It's nil nil. Let's win the second <laughs> half. <laughs> Get in. So two all. Yeah, and Eric has this to win. A game shouldn't uh, a game shouldn't be even allowed to start if you don't hear this before the kickoff. So, what needs to be said? It's a Sunday morning phrase. What needs to be said before the game? Or what do you hear before the game? In from the start. That's it! We were winners! In from the start. In from the start! Come on, lads! Or what would you say when the fullback or the winger's going down the line and you want them to put it into the box? What would you show? Or no, actually, do you know what? It's probably more from a halfway line and you're chasing the game and you want them to launch it into the... It's your podcast, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I only made that one up. <laughs> Fair play to you. I was like, geez, if he doesn't get this, we're in trouble here. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I'm getting to think about that one tomorrow. <laughs> listen, Eric, well done. Uh, you get a trophy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, yeah, yeah. No, the podcast we were listening to, we, ta- we, we actually thought it was it was good buzz listening to it. It was enjoyable. Um, mm. uh, Dave was talking about the, the one that he was interested in. Yeah, because it's the one that I was supposed to play today, and of course we worked away. God, but it's the mental health aspect of it. Like, where did that come from? Was that something that you just wanted to do from the start, or is it more of a personal thing, or just a kind of a typical man's thing where it's like, let's get it out there and be a bit more open with each other? And that was something that I kind of wanted to do, just alongside the main podcast, and just kind of get a few, like, few episodes that weren't just based around football, but mm. around the mental health side of football, the, the bit that like people don't really see. So I had like I was just running a couple of episodes that weren't gonna be every week, they weren't not might not even be every month, but every now and again I just put one out. So I had I had an interview with Sean Russell who played for Limerick and he was injured there. So Limerick have actually um I think it's gone to administration or something now and they're out of the League of Ireland at the moment. So it's a bit of a nightmare but he was injured and the insurance for Limerick didn't actually cover his injury, which was mad, because you can play in the LSL, and if you have an injury like that, you're most likely covered. Jesus. So it was crazy for him to get an injury like that, and it was, if you listen to it, it's mad, like he's in the, he's in waiting to get his surgery, and like he gets a call that it's not covered, <laughs> waiting in, like on the bed, ready to be operated on, and then he said, no, you're not covered, and he couldn't get the surgery done, so he had to actually go public and raise the money himself, but mm. it's, it's them kind of things like how injuries affect people and then I talked to the Cork Business League who run a league just for like businesses in Cork so what they do is they pretty much get people out of the office and onto a football pitch and mm. kind of an, um, promote kind of good social networking and it's really cool what they do and they, they put a lot of work into it and it looks really great on Twitter and stuff and they have their finals out and a good stadium and it, it looks really well so what they're doing is good and then I had a chat with James Claffy as well, so that was another episode. He was talking about the the sports science and psychology side of football, and that was that was really interesting for coaches and stuff. But 
I kind of want to move in now. Maybe the next episode will be based around either gambling or alcohol in the sport. But probably gambling is what I want to hit at next. And just just to show different aspects of it, like that, if you can gamble on LSL games and the FAI Junior Cup, which is just amateur football, like so, it's just it's like gambling is a top, something that a lot of people struggle with silently most of the time. So it'd be nice to get that kind of out in the open as well and get people talking about it because that can be a, a very difficult subject to approach. It's also very interesting. We obviously we we know that you can gamble on those mm. games, but it's very interesting to think that Premier League or League of Ireland or whatever professional leagues that you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to gamble on games that you're involved in. But with the amateur side of things, there's no one sort of policing that. And I know that there is people out there that are gambling on games. And I mean, that's open to... And not only that, players could be open to be here. Listen, we'll give you a couple of quid if you... That's what I'm saying, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'd say it's been done. I'd oh, it's definitely been, been done. done. Yeah. And I'd say it'll be done again. But, like, I mean, for how much is the is the bookies going to lose over it? Probably, probably not a lot that they really care that much. And if they do mm. care, they'll, they'll investigate it. And they'll, they will sort it out. Like, there's people there that can look into that stuff. And they will kind of see the betting patterns and stuff. Because it's, a lot of the odds are fairly weird as well that's nearly always in the bookies' favour until their one team is heavily back but um, it depends but it's just strange that you have kind of an amateur game that you can put best on it is because and, and if there is someone out there who is struggling or uh, struggles with that addiction it's, it's, it's an easy one for them yeah as in yeah. If, if they're a player and and, yeah. and they feel that you, you know the approach. they can influence the game so it's open to sort of Mistreatment, if that's what you want, to, for want of a better word. Yeah, so that'd be interesting now to, if, when you when you bring that on because um, it'd be it'd be great if you could get uh, be great if you could get one of the bookmakers on to kind of explain Good themselves. Luck Good luck, Paddy. I think is his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, where, where do you think the podcast is going to progress? What's your kind of vision for it? What are you looking to do with it? Well, at the moment, we're kind of looking to get more games and kind of incorporate kind of a video side of it as well so get we've got a drone there to take photos of grounds and kind of put so we go to games and we record watching the match and then we comment on the match and then we can interview the managers and then players afterwards so we're going to do a lot more of that then and actually get out to more clubs as opposed to just sitting in the studio recording looking at pictures and results from the week before and the week after so or the, the coming week but I was just yeah, let, so actually uh, go out and interact with more clubs yeah. and get live interviews and get more people involved. Like now that we kind of have the traction and the names out there, it'd be nice to get out and actually speak to more people. And like the smaller clubs as well, the teams that are going out on a Saturday, they don't have facilities, they don't have like they might have only they might be only run a year or two with one team or two teams. And like the people that are out just just playing football and just having the crack with their friends, because that's really what the amateur game is about. And then you have your higher level clubs, obviously, that are competing for the, the big trophies. But at a, the majority of teams are out just to have fun and play with their friends and yeah. enjoy I, a game of football on a Saturday. I was looking at, because you had mentioned it on, a, on a, today's podcast, uh, Justin Bourke and his his clips that he has gone around. Does he go around doing them by himself? Yeah, no, I'm due to actually interview him now over the next week or so, but... He was involved with um, a lot of leagues and stuff, so he knows he knows a lot about football. So he's recorded a lot of games, and he used to be recording games for Crumlin as well. Like, but yeah, he basically goes and records a lot of games. He's got a lot of stuff on his Twitter, and he's got lots of videos. Like, I mean, it's like a Netflix amateur football. Unbelievable amount. Yeah, I, I was only made aware really from your podcast, and I took a look, and the amount of videos that he has mm. is just. Unbelievable, good videos too. Actually, when you're looking through them, you get addicted to it. It's like it's like the middle of the night when you're watching YouTube and another clip comes up. It's that kind of <laughs> an hour later thing. Yeah. So, so you you think you'll get out and watch? So, along the lines of sort of like Irish football fan TV or what have you, but it's 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 of the local, I suppose. So the local game. Yeah, something like that. But um, I don't know if I'd be interested in doing the kind of the video side of it where they like record themselves interviewing people live on video I think I'll be more into the audio side because I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to look well for that. <laughs> That's no that shame. And just as you said at the very start, where you're saying like a lot of the clubs are very open, have you found any that no, you don't have to name names, right? But do you find any are a bit frosty, or have you found certain conversations or debates you might have where people might get on and go, "It's not quite like that," or any pushbacks? Um, I mean, there's always people with opinions there's people that don't yeah. like episodes people that like episodes and, and that's fair enough because it's you're not going to please everyone and that's that's life but mm. I think any kind of club that would have been kind of reluctant to talk to us would be probably because of football and not the actual podcast because we're all we were, a lot of us are involved in different teams so mm. it could be they know us from the team and they don't want to talk to us because of that because it's just they might not like the club but the podcast is kind of separated from the club now, so it's it's different. But I haven't really had much pushback from teams. We ran a like a social media World Cup type thing. Yeah. Thirty two teams and broke them into groups and you voted for the ones who had the best social media um platforms. And basically like Saint Kevin's boys won it in the end. But like every club on that got involved. So there was no issue there at all. And then there were some clubs saying like they should have been involved as well, but we only had thirty two. <laughs> Couldn't fit any more in like it was, I don't really find many clubs are reluctant to be involved because everyone likes publicity, whether it be big or small. Yeah, no, that's good, and you, and you will. You'll take any kind of advertising you get, especially at this level, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of clubs, they put a lot of work into their social media, like their Twitters and their YouTube channels. And, mm. and a lot of people have a lot of footage up as well. And some clubs are even live streaming games, which is really cool. That's not all the time. I'd love to see more of that, but the odd time they get a live stream, and it's great. But um, yeah, the amount of work that clothes put in, it's, it's admirable. Absolutely. You must see uh, a few mad situations or crazy <laughs> managers or unbelievable tackles out in the pitch. What's the what's the maddest, craziest, f- filthiest tackles? Or <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite things I've seen was actually, I'm not going to name the team or anything because it's a bit off. What does it sound like? <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually the first game I ever went to with the podcast and... It was it was it was weird because there was one lad and I don't know where he's from. He was over from Europe and he was playing over the summer and then he, he's moved back away. But he was he's, he was class, absolutely class. And the other team were kind of giving him sticks the whole time. And they said some stuff that wasn't very nice. And he ended up scoring a free kick to win the game. And he went straight over to them and he just said, "Call me it now." And it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> And that was that was like the first time I went out for the podcast to watch a game, and that was brilliant. My next question is kind of like getting up in cold mornings, and you know it's hard enough to get out of bed in a cold morning, but having to go out in it and then watch other people play football. Mm. I suppose it's it's moments like that that actually get you out of bed. Yeah, like it's nice, but when I played football, I was mostly a sub anyway, so I was used to getting up and watching. <laughs> <everybody> play football. <laughs> So it didn't bother me too much. At least now I've got a purpose when I go to a game. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to pay subs either. Yes, I do. But um, no, it's grand because my kind of thing about it was that I was going, I was playing anyway, and you go out and you might say the last 10 minutes because it wasn't great, but I enjoyed the social aspect mm. or whatever. But like, you spend a lot of time, you go, you're out there before the game, you're warming up, and then you're there for the full 90 minutes, and then you're going home, having a shower before you can actually continue your day. But like I can go to a game now, arrive at kickoff. I can bring the dog. I can have a coffee and watch the game, and I enjoy that much more. So, I I enjoy it more just watching the game as opposed to I did when I played. Mm. Yeah. But I know it's not the same for everybody, and a lot of people. So, speaking of watching, and obviously you love the Sunday league game. Do you obviously support the mainstream side of things like League of Ireland, or do you support anyone in the Premier League yourself? I am. <laughs> I'm a Newcastle fan, so Jesus. It's, it's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Hey, it's not a massive club, you're all right. It's not really a prem- Premier League Championship, Premier League <laughs> Championship <laughs> side. Yeah, we dabble, we dabble. <laughs> Spread the love. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough in Newcastle. Fan. Were you, just briefly on that then, were you warm to the idea of Steve Bruce coming in, or, you, or were you one of them who was a bit sceptical, but is now warming to him more? No, I was always happy with Steve Bruce coming in because he's from Newcastle, so he'd have the club's best interest. Yeah. In and I think what he's done with the team is yeah. good. Now, we're not we're not fun to watch, but we've got good results. A replay against Rochdale is not ideal, but, <laughs> I mean, we'll take it. We can take a lot of positives out of the last game. 
Jolene from Scores and um, a new young lad out of the academy. That was it. It was just, it was good. Once we get um, uh, Stan, actually I can't even pronounce his name, once we get him back, he can run our players and we'll be, he's fun to watch, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> But we grind out results and we're getting there. Hopefully we don't get relegated. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, no, exactly. If you could get a player before the end of the transfer window, um, who would it be? Any player. <laughs> <laughs> Realistic. Oh, we take anybody off Liverpool's bench and they'd be our captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it needed in like the defence side of things isn't too bad. It's it's more the scoring goals, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the defence hasn't been great, but they've been injured and giving away silly goals. The United game was a disaster. But, um, yeah, I suppose a goal score would be great, but I'd rather see Jolene can pick up a bit now and score a few goals because I think he's a he's a workhorse and he deserves a few goals. And he gets a lot of sticks, but he's, a, he's been going to losing faith, I'd say, the last couple of games. But I think he was injured against um, the second half of the Wolves game. He's brutal. But, um, he scored there the other day. So I'd like to see like, the lads pick it up because I like the team at the moment. Newcastle fans are always back their strikers, don't they? Like, yeah. he's really do. He's given them everything. Like, he's given them all the time. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because he's always had a top striker. And you never really see them moaning too much. Even Joe Linton, like, and I'd be the same if I was a fan. But uh, I don't know. Newcastle fans just seem to always give the strikers that bit more time or really want them to. Because, like, I suppose there's a tradition of top strikers. Over the last, say, well, geez, 50 years, let alone the last 20 years. Yeah, well, I think at the moment these kind of the bridges are starting to burn with a lot of fans. And they're, starting they're starting to, to wane. But I think that goal during the week now will hold him off for another while and see what he can do. Hmm. Well, he's beating Dave McGoldrick now, so he's <laughs> off. <laughs> um, yeah, so we listen. We will keep in touch. We'll keep an eye out for everything you're doing. How do people, uh, where do people listen to you and how do they contact you if they want to contact you? So you can find us on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts and the other, the usual podcast places. And you can find us on Twitter at Mixer Podcast, Instagram Mixer Podcast, and on Facebook at Mixer Podcast as well. So you'll have links to all the episodes there if you fancy listening. And I know some podcasts say you have to start at the start if you want to keep up. Don't. Go straight to the most recent episode because they usually, they get better as they go on. Don't go <laughs> <laughs> I heard the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Listen, uh, Eric, thanks very much for giving us your time and uh, sorry for the the earlier instance that it's live radio, so what do you do? I know where he's here. Thanks for Cheers. having me thanks on. Eric, top man, mate. Talk to you soon. Thanks, easy. All right, see you again. Thanks. Tune to Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Hello, Lippy Sound 96.4 FM. We're going totally tropical, man. Sorry if I offend anyone from the West Indies, but screw you. We used to go on hell of a beating at the T20s. <laughs> what game was it? <laughs> what sport? Was it cricket? Was it? Uh, what was it? <laughs> in Listen. In fairness. We take what we can get. So, we lost 3-0 in the series, didn't we? Yeah, we had one near miss in the one-day internationals. They were 50 overs, weren't they? Yeah, 50 overs. Standard one-day one internationals. We had one near miss... Um, which would have been a great coup because obviously, you know, they don't get to take on the, the top tier nations too much. So uh, this is the first kind of tour, I think, in probably years, if ever. I don't know. I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, yeah, had one near miss and then we're kind of well beaten in the others. And yeah, first one day international, or 20 last night. Oh, yeah. And we got the win. Now, it was tight, but it was a cracking 208 runs uh, target, which for T20 standards, that's very high. And it's a cracking... Um, a total and they got within a couple but it was enough and that was the big thing but that was a big total especially for Ireland that wouldn't be something they usually rack up no. unless they're playing one of the weaker ones so to get that against West Indies is very impressive yeah yeah. no and we'll be keeping an eye on it and it's just the ups and downs of Irish cricket at the moment doesn't it you, you, they're in that transition like yeah. where they've lost one or two of the guys who are literally 38, 39 they weren't even young like they were literally like Trent Johnson he was 40, 41 I think still going strong there is one or two coming through, and obviously through the English system and going through the county system, there's still a, there's an up and coming guy. So it's it's a mix, 
But um, just a little nod to Sterling and uh, Kevin O'Brien with a 154 run partnership. Yeah, Phenomenal. So brilliant. listen, super stuff, and hopefully they keep it going because you do. We do. We do mention a bit of cricket from time to time, and for many reasons. One, we like <laughs> we cricket. We sing when we're winning. But ultimately, it's for the little. Uh, it's for the. <laughs> it's for the ditty. So any chance we can get. So and it's nearly finished. So there you go. There's two minutes and 21 seconds of cricket news. <laughs> And another 10 seconds, sorry, I was going to say, and that's it. But yeah, love that show. Can't help but feel good after that, can't you? And fade. No, that just go. That's it, will we finish? That's it. Another 15, I'm happy uh, now. 15 minutes, are we getting to fail? Um, yeah, so uh, sorry about the, the, the quality of the phone call earlier on. Yeah. But sometimes live radio throws that up, but yeah, uh, Eric, we got was, there. Eric was great anyhow. We got there. Um, what have you got Dave? Me, I'm going to very quickly kick off Because just let me get up this website Because it's a bit of a funny one The Australian Open The lower ranked players are really There's almost a bit of a internal war Between a few players With the bushfires The shock of bushfires Bushfires are going on in Australia It's causing havoc mm. in the qualifying So long story short I'll just get this up There's a lot of um, uh, It was a female tennis player two days ago Went down And it was down to apparently The kind of smoke in the air Are you laughing at? I know what you're laughing. I just realised. Anyway, moving on. Um, <coughs> Slovenia's godlover. <laughs> Slovenia's Dalila Jakubovic had to be helped off court when she retired from a qualifying match on Tuesday because of her, of the unhealthy air quality. Um, and Liam Bro- Brody uh, said having to play his first round qualifier in the same day made his blood boil, adding he was gasping for air as he lost to Belarusian Ilya. Uh, Ivashka. So, and then people in Melbourne are being advised to stay indoors and keep their pets inside, but. You rich tennis players, get out there and play for our entertainment. But a couple of the guys are kind of going, hey, Rafa and Roger, you're not barking sound bites now. You need to get involved here because you're going to be out here too soon. So, mm-hmm. you know, help us out here. But I don't know what they're going to do or how they can do anything. Basically, I don't know if there's much they can do. But if it's as hot as it is or has been out there, and you've got the poor air quality. Well, this today, could be seriously dangerous. Today it lashed down, absolutely thunder down, and they well, said hopefully it, it, it can went make from a 133 bushfires down to 82 in a matter of hours. Uh, so hopefully it stays that. Hopefully way. that. It's that but because yeah. the, the, uh, they've come out and said no, it's still going ahead. Well, the reckon the smoke is is going to circumnavigate around the, the, the globe. So yeah. it's it's just super serious, and tennis really isn't. Uh, a biggie, is it? Really? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just really hope we don't hear any bad news stories next week. And um, I know they, the powers that be will have a lot of money in this and the whole lot. I get all that, but sometimes, listen, let's take a week or two, screw the little tournaments and let's do this properly. I'm sure of it. Anyway, listen, it is what it is. But watch this space. Um, and just a very quick one, Coco Goff yeah. from the US Open. She was only 14 at the time, maybe 15. She got to the quarterfinals, did she? Yeah. Or she got a great one. She's got Venus Williams again in the first Ooh. round. So we we'll wait and see. Watch that space for next week. So yeah, Revenge. Aussie Open next week and with a bit of luck it goes without, uh, without a hitch. Okay, uh, children in Scotland could be banned from heading footballs in training due to the links with sport and dementia. It has been claimed that the Scottish Super, Football yeah. Association announced a ban for under-12s later this month following the release of a report uh, that discovered former footballers were three and a half times more likely to die of this disease. Um, very interesting. Yeah, because I think Jared's come out and kind of gone against this, so to speak. It's not. Um, do you know what I? This is this is what I think. I, I sometimes I think, I think along. This is what I believe, uh, and you can jump me up. A sensible line where I wouldn't have in a training session uh, in matches up to under twelves. There's very little heading of the ball anyhow. Very little. And actually, it's probably only when you get to under. 12s that they start experimenting with actually heading the ball so before yeah before that they don't even try it's it's they yeah. barely try because the ball's not leaving it's it's always nearly on the ground so it's not that it's idiot coaches that will go out into a training session and throw ball after ball mm. and do heading practice yeah, yeah. when there's absolutely no idea so that's what i'm saying i would never go out and, and do that in a training session and and sometimes when i think well i wouldn't surely other people wouldn't they obviously do yeah. And this is why they're, they're going to bring it in. So yeah. I do think that, I, I'm not, I don't think it should be ruled out of games because I don't think it's affecting them in games, but certainly uh, in training sessions, um, no, no. I watched, uh, it's a couple of years now, uh, I watched Alan Shearer's documentary on it and it was very interesting because mm. um, I can't think of the man. He used to show up on Fantasy Football League on a Friday night a uh, very famous kind of player from the 50s or 60s. Jeff. Jeff Astle. Astle. Anyways, uh, Lord rest him. He went down to dementia and 
the daughter was convinced and one or two other instances so Shearer started looking into it because he said that was a big part of my game and I would have headed all sorts and I would have practiced a lot so he, yeah. wa- he wanted to look into it and unfortunately well not unfortunately but there there is ten- potential evidence they can't 100% say it is and maybe that's what this evidence is proven for as you said three and a half times more likely but it's starting to go that way that there is potentially a link so I understand they probably need to look at it and they need to make measures but as you said on under 12s down it's not probably going to make much of a difference because obviously they don't head it as much in the game. but then again yeah I know 100% what you're saying and then obviously in training so preventing them up until 12 years of age is it because of the development of the 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 the, the, brain. the protection around the brain is maybe is that what it is I'll say fair enough but if the damage is still being done after that. Well, then, why don't you ban it for all of it? And that doesn't mean I say I want it to happen. But is I presume that's the reason, is it? Because maybe the brains aren't going to be fully protected. And I the think they're still growing and yeah. they're developing. So, so maybe the defensive yeah. side of things, uh, I, I mean, around your brain isn't fully developed yet. Maybe that's why the under-12 thing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, it's, like, it's one of these where I'm, hun- I'm, not, I'm unsure plus... There is one of them. There is that bit of evidence. I don't know. Modern day game and modern day ball. Is it going to be as damaging? I don't know. But What part would you be unsure about? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt there is. Sure, on a Monday morning, any Monday morning after I play the game, uh, around the the kind of the fringe or the, the scalp, if it was bruising. It, yeah. it, if you touch your head, you can feel it. It's like you got punched. Mm. So, you know, there is old school guys. Who, that's what they live for. And... The, for footballs and stuff like that so I'm not saying it definitely it, I'm not saying it affected me or, or these guys who are doing it for 35 years of their life and yeah. for a career 100% I'd say you or I maybe much less of a chance because we're not playing as much football but that's the feeling I had of a Monday and I don't know I can't remember Tuesday but I always remember every now and then you'd be at Dawson in school or in work you go Jesus what's the story in your head mm. and it's you kind of go well I was playing football yesterday so it, it could easily do, but they have looked into it, and it could be it could be an interesting one. Now, obviously, American football is a completely different story in the the, the the concussion once then, but you can't say no. That's the only thing I'd say about it by watching that and then reading another two a few things. So I don't know with modern technology and the footballs are a bit more safer and not as hard as the old mm. school, and is that why? And it would have been a lot more aerial. I, it, well, back in Jeff Astle's days, it, it sure would have been a rock. Yeah, um, but there's still elements, and there's still players now. I'm not saying it's nonsense, absolutely not. But it's definitely something that you can't. I don't think it could be denied. Well, you can't. You can't take it out of the game. As in, oh, I'm not. I'm the, not debating the, that it the should. O- the but older age. I don't think this potential concussion and dementias it can't be denied. And oh it, no, 100%. they have to look into. Oh no, hundred percent. Mm. But it's never. You're never going to take heading out again. Yeah. Yeah, because it's part of the game, mm. and once boxing's around, football's fine. You know, so. in, yeah, in a weird way, yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, I do for kids under that age, yeah. training and throwing balls at them all yeah. the time, constantly getting them to head the ball. I'd have no issue with it. That's for sure. Yeah. at that level, anyway. Yeah. Um, JS Saint Pierreois. No idea. Saint Pierreois. JS Saint Pierreois. <laughs> I think like I'm saying, saying it. Yeah, there. Saint Pierreois. <laughs> they are from Réunion. 6,000 miles from France, a uh, French colony, a lovely island out in the Indian Ocean. And they are now currently in the last 32 of the French Cup after beating second-tier team Niort in the last round. Ooh. And they're playing a fourth-tier team, ASAS Epinal, in, la- in the last 32. So without knowing anything about them, bet a, second, a second-tier team playing a fourth, they could easily be in the last 16 of this. Now, it's... Uh, they don't play in the French League or anything like that, but they qualify as part of a colony. I think there was a, a team from Guyana, ASC, Le Gildar, a couple of years ago, got to an, a high level in the French Cup. But it, it's, it's a real watch this space. There's a guy called Elliot Grandin. Grandin. He played with Blackpool, probably from uh, Fancy Football Days, yeah, you know the name. He's with them at the minute. Florence Cinema, Pongo. Remember he played for Liverpool? Yeah. He was with them up until last year. He's a reunion native. Dimitri Poyet's from there. So they're obviously an obsessed Little island of football, and it's probably a bit like Kilkenny, like a small little county. But when you're obsessed with the one sport, you spit out some good players. Yeah. But obviously, they pay out a good bit. Six out, they go out. They're currently going over to France every second week at the minute, uh, because obviously that's the way the rounds are. And they go out on a Sunday or a Monday, so they're there for the whole week in preparation. So they've obviously got a couple of quid, and it could be a professional league. They've won the league for the last five years out there. But they're in the last 32 this weekend against SAS Epinal and they could end up in the last 16 where they could play some of the big boys. But there you go. Little old... Uh, oh, I'll have to give it another go. J.S. saint pierre from Réunion. 
<laughs> I'm causing a stir in the French cup. <laughs> I should say this only once. I'm going to go in three quick footballing uh, stories. Do it. Chelsea star N'Golo Kante was dropped from the UEFA team of the year. Why? Why would he be dropped? Think egos. Oh, somebody else wasn't in it. Who? Messi? Ego. Ego. Midfield. Ego. No. Forward? Yes. Cristiano? Yes. Cristiano, you know who is to accommodate Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, the event the star earned less votes uh, than Messi, Lewandowski and Sané uh, in the traditional 4-3-3 voting. So... Instead of leaving him out, they changed it to four-two-four formation and took N'Golo Kante out and put Cristiano Ronaldo in to feed the ego. It goes to say they're bigger than even the leading associations. Uh, FIFA's FIFA night, the video game, they did a team of the year. Same thing, he wasn't in it, but then he got voted 12th man. And his card is as good as, he's a 99 rated card, it's as good as Messi. So it's kind of like, yeah, you didn't make it, but guess what? Your card is going to be still one of the best, and you're the 12th man as voted by the fans. Yeah, You're like, whatever, nonsense. They're just trying to drag it out. And do you know what? It's not that he's getting worse. It's just, yeah, it's it's now time. It is. Your Griezmann's, your... Mbappe's. Mbappe's, if if Dembele was getting good, your Salah's even, or who's at City, your Guero's, and if Sané was playing more consistently. It's the next generations. It's not to journey war. And Messi eventually would be phased out as well. But, um, yeah. Let it go. Yeah, it's like, look, go out. Do you know what you do? Shut your mouth. Go and win the Champions League this year, because you're going to win the league anyway. So keep your body fit and get your hands on that trophy, and then you go, look... Look at me, I am the greatest. Just when you said, keep your body fit. <laughs> Ronaldo, his routine, sleeping routine. Did you hear the sleeping routine? I'd say he gets loads. Naps. Yeah. Five hour and a half naps a day. Yeah. And um, a full night's sleep. And a full night's sleep. Yeah, there you go. He wasn't playing the match shit tonight. He must have slept it out. <laughs> he wasn't in the squad. And but there you go. Now. He's probably handpicking his games now. Not? And then he's getting ticked because he's not in the... Yeah. Listen, everyone, it, it comes to everybody. You know, and he's not quite ready yet. Um, who cares? It doesn't matter how you feel. Okay, you know. We'll, we'll but anyway, move, move on. Move on from Absolutely. Cristiano. You Just a quick one on egos. And fair play to Xavi. Um, he kind of said the Barca role came too early for him. Now I don't, I don't know if he got the job or he was asked the job. There was rumours he was being asked or t- chatted to. But as he, your man was being sacked, they were saying Sentien or Senya was getting the job at the same time. So I don't know. But apparently he said no, it's come too early. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe he did have talks. So yeah, maybe it was too early for him. Yeah. Uh, UEFA revealed top twenty highest wage bills in Europe. Mm-hmm. Number twenty in whole of Europe is Crystal Palace. I was in the overall, overall team's wage bill. Team's wage bill. So what I'm going to do is give me count. I give tw- me out of twenty, and if Palace is twenty, do you want me to guess how many English? Well, no, I'm going to give. You, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, t- the. Yeah, give me twenty to ten. Okay, twenty to ten. Okay, so Crystal Palace 132 million, Monaco 133 million, Leicester 134 million, AC Milan 150, Roma 159, Inter Milan 159. Spurs 167, Everton 180, Borussia Dortmund 187, Atletico Madrid 212. That's your top. You're already up to 212 million. 212 million, million wow. Atletico Madrid in 11th place. Mm. So we already know some of the Premiership big boys, but where do you reckon they fit in in the top 10? Will I say City are the highest out of all of them? Of In Europe. In England. In are they the highest English? They are, no. United? Manchester United are highest in, in England Third by 20 million. Wow. Third? Third what? Are they third? No, Man United are fourth. Fourth. Overall. I said third or fourth, so fourth. And they're the top English. So yeah. I would say it's Barca and Real. I don't know what order. Barca are top with 529 million. Wow. Madrid are 431 million. And then Paris Saint-Germain, three, and three seven. But when you look at it, we talk about... It's funny how people talk... When they talk about Barcelona and, and Real Madrid, everyone talks about, oh, Barcelona, the flair and the brilliance. And, yeah. oh, my God, be a great team like them. And they've won 10 Champions Leagues. And Barcelona have Messi. On. 
And then when we talk about Manchester United or Man City or Liverpool, we always refer to our general public I was referred to oh because they're buying the league and you know yeah. it's funny how that works out isn't it yeah. when they're nearly spending twice as much Barcelona to win these things and they're not even winning the Champions League which is a, a crazy thing yeah but that's wages though like maybe yeah in fairness but still wages mm. you know we do spend wise I'd say the English are as good as them but wages wise yeah but I suppose Messi's is massive he's probably on a million a, yeah. a week at this stage yeah. so when you think about it and then you got Suarez and Anyway, so that's interesting. Bayern Munich are up there, fifth or sixth, I'd say then. Bayern Munich are Bayern Munich. Are Where are Liverpool then? Fifth. Uh, Liverpool are seventh, but there. I mean, there's not much in it. They're two hundred ninety-eight million. Yeah. So that's only forty million off United. So yeah. I mean, you say only. <laughs> ah, sure, I know, but that's still forty million. It is probably not much when you think it's probably only a couple of players. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's ah, look. It is what it is. It's. And the last thing on the Champions Massive League, money. we talked about this before, this is the last one, uh, Champions League could add another group stage with only four games in it, not a home and away, I don't think. So instead of... At what in, level? In, the quarterfinals or something? Yeah, right? just after that. And it would mean the top teams would have to quit. You'd be delighted with this, the Carabao Cup. Hold on, say that again. So the top teams, the top four teams in England yeah. would be quitting the champi- or the Carabao Cup to allow for the games in the Champions League, the extra games. And they're going to be at the quarterfinal stage? Uh, just, uh, I think it's just after the other group stage, so a second group stage. Football fans tend to have similar opinions, and certainly us here in Ireland, and obviously England, because that's the football we would watch a lot, or say the UK and Ireland, we really love the knockout stages. Yeah. And now they're taking some of them rounds away from us. We don't it, want it. I, I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, we don't want it. It's going to happen, I think. It's, you know. it's, ah. There's a lot of smoke around it now at the moment. So. They, there's talk every year. They're trying to find... And they, it's obvious they want to try a new format. They're obviously flirting around the league system. And it's like, what can we do for another fix of that? And then slowly but surely, before anyone knows it, oh God, they're actually doing a league. How did they do that? We never noticed it. And is this another... We'll have a group stage before Christmas. We'll do a few knockouts, slip in another group stage. Before you know it, we'll just constantly have a group stage. But really, there's 16 teams in the group and the league has started and we didn't know. Yeah. It, it, that's probably where this is coming from. But Jesus, all we ever say is sooner the better the group stage is over and then it gets the nitty gritty. Because that's what we're looking forward to. Next yeah. month, it kicks off again. And Knockout. the drama and... Are you going to take away, like, say, last year's drama of Spurs and Ajax and <sighs> Liverpool, so Barca? Yeah, so you know. That you're going to take them away if that, like you know, or that chance of them happening as often as they did. Ah, what nonsense. There you go. Um, we'll just briefly run yeah. over Carson McGregor's. Uh, we have clips now. Very subdued. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, no, oh, it's subdued, very, respectful uh, yeah, press conference. Shaking hands, bowing to each other. There, there will not be bad blood, but blood will be spilled. Yes, you know. And uh, the only thing I, I found interesting was obviously the controversy with them at the minute over various cases and some of them still outstanding. Obviously, the, the alleged child in Liverpool is not his. And uh, that got put to bed. But um, Ariel Helwani, who is the kind of Mr. UFC or Mr. MMA out there, he's kind of the, one of the top media guys in relation to the MMA side of things, had an interview the day before and brought them up. And it lasted about a minute and a half and very tame. Um, and he basically, McGregor said, time. Time will tell. Like you sit back and uh, patience is an art mm. and it's a gift. I'm still learning, but that's what it is. I have to be patient. In other words, like I know I'm okay. But anyway, long story short, right at the very end, he's like, "So Connor, are you strenuous? Don't even ask me that. Of course I, I am." You know, and he was get, almost getting a bit agitated. He's like, "Move on. Let's talk about the game again." So that was it. But then somebody went to mention it at the press conference. And the crowds behind him were starting to boo and hiss your man. And he's like, I'm, I'm just asking a simple question. And then Dana White went, Citizen, he's answered this yesterday. Move on. So, of course, he's getting away from it. And then they were. And then I went and seen the response. And like, James, it was fairly tame. But, like, look, whatever. But it's just protect the asset, protect the money, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in relation to the actual fight, very uh, respectful both. And good payday. Apparently, it's good money he's getting. I think it's his best one, yeah. But it's box office over here. This first time, like oh, is it? BT are actually so they used and to show them free yeah, to air or whatever. Money. It is. And, and box in office fairness, thing. he did an interview during the week. I think it was during the week or at the start of last week, yeah. where he was talking uh, in the interview, and his probably number one priority was I'm going to be a billionaire. Oh yeah, sure. He do you so remember one of the I can't remember. We the talked about money. He was uh, he was on the Forbes top list, but uh, and then another quick one uh, he mentioned in an interview. Um, I'm definitely going to box for a world title again. I'm definitely going to box. So does that mean you're going to go into it proper and fight a few times? No. And he just laughed. Yeah. Just say, no. 
I'll find some sucker who'll take a massive payday, yeah. which he will. So that and that kind of just takes away from it all, doesn't it? And if that happens, and if they buy into it, and unfortunately the punters buy into it, he'll get what he wants, and he will yeah. be a millionaire. I, I won't be watching the fight. I'll watch it. Enter the box is not a danger. No, I'm not. not even, I'm not even watching danger. it. I won't be. I won't be paying him for it to watch. Of course, that, yeah, they're certainly not paying for it, and I couldn't. It's too. And I'm not getting up at five or six in the morning just to watch it. Yeah. Listen, I'll, we'll see the headlines. We know about enough, yeah. and it's it's not it's not even. Yeah, it's. Just, I think it's just a little bit. There's a bit very quiet over here. I have to say yeah. a lot of coverage, and even like obviously the back pages have kind of stepped away from it. They mention it, but it's not yeah. as big news. Oh. Obviously, the name's been sullied a bit, but I found I it very so. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, just before we finish, because we're going to finish up now, uh, take a look at the Big Kickoff's new website. It's thebigkickoff.com, and we will have it's in its infancy stage, but we will be having loads of different writers from loads of different sports giving their opinions, some fun little articles, stuff like that. Um, one that's up at the moment is the transfer window, uh, the one player each Premier team or Premier League team needs. Have a look at those and we'll be having a lot more of those popping up. Again, look at us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and uh, it should be interesting to see how that evolves. David, I'm interested to see your first article on it. What will it be? I love skills. Why I love skills? <laughs> skittles. Yeah, skills. <laughs> Not the game, the food. <laughs> God, I love skills. Right, go on. Listen, have a great weekend. Be good.